the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Second hour uh, of Eye on Real Estate on this lovely, wonderful Memorial Day weekend with just beautiful weather. I'm here with Stephen Gaines, um, renowned author, and Ace Bonazuparb, our financial wizard. <coughs> okay. Uh, we really, really were looking forward to Yula Yanni, who is um, in Europe. Yeah, well, she's in Europe, and she was calling in, and apparently she's having a problem getting through. So if she does get through, we'll have her on today. But if not, um, when she's back from Europe, because it's probably hard. I was just trying to call London for somebody, and I really had a, go- I, I had a, a hard time getting through. So uh, we're, we're sorry that she can't, but she'll either get on later, and if not, we'll have her another day. So with that, I... I, I do want to say to you that I was asking um, Ace. We were before the break. We were just saying about people that can put less down, and uh, that you don't have to necessarily put twenty percent down. And even if you can, you should check and make sure that that's a smart move for you, and not that somebody can give you. You know, everyone's everyone's taste is different and everyone's situation is different, but it doesn't hurt to listen and hear the different options that are available to you. And of course, you can always get ACE at 866-9709-622. Now, this is a question that I'll probably repeat again because uh, everyone asked me this question. They always say, where is the best place to invest in in New York City? Now, I tell them everywhere. Because there, there are certain, and, and as far as investing, if you're buying something as an investment, it's also the price you get it for uh, that counts. But Brick Underground, which we get a lot of research from them. They do a great job of, of, of research, and they have a whole website. Um, they did, um, they took all the Douglas Elliman reports and all our sales reports, and they say that the new development is down, which we know. Okay, uh, it's down because of timing. And don't forget, with new construction, uh, when somebody actually purchases it, they can't move in until it's built, so that there's a timing uh, gap. But they came up with some of the uh, best places to buy, and I thought I would share them with you since oh, that's, a, that's kind of a very popular question. And see if you agree. Ace, you're an investor. Yeah. Uh, okay, you happen to 
be a financial wizard and you're great at what you do, but you also believe in real estate and you do personal investing. So I'm just going to see what you think, too. Well, they say the Upper East Side, Yorkville, and they say that that's uh, Rick Underground says it's one of the best Manhattan neighborhoods for first-time buyers and says there's a sizable co-op inventory and uh, they like it, and the, all condos and everyone is leveraged. So they say, you know, you can get a, a high mortgage with little down payment there. And they say that it, the Upper um, East Side offers a great mix of product. And the Second Avenue Subway, which in New York City, transportation is key to your pricing, has made the area much less remote because it's close to public transportation, uh, putting neighborhoods like Yorkville on the map. So that was one. Another one, which I agree, though, is Chelsea and Upper West Chelsea. And they talk about the Hudson Yards project, which I've talked about for a couple of shows now. And I said that's probably going to transform that whole area, as Time Warner did when they built that, related, put Time Warner in. And the area around Central Park South was really tourist. That was it. People didn't really live there. It was all tourists or people buying Pierre Terres, and now it's a neighborhood. Um, so they say Upper West Chelsea is on the map thanks to new restaurants and condos, and uh, that Hudson Yards is going to really boost that area up. Murray Hill, which I absolutely agree with. Murray Hill is, uh, what would you say, it's really close to the... Uh, Actually, if you're coming from Long Island, because that's how I come, it's where the tunnel is. It's close to the Midtown Tunnel, yeah. Yeah, it's right. It's easy to get out of. If you live on Long Island, it's really easy. But Murray Hill, which is between Madison and First Avenue, that's called the Murray Hill area. And the values are really good there, and uh, it's young. Uh, there, are new, there are new developments that are priced pretty well, and if you're a first-time buyer, they're there, and there's a lot of apartments. And uh, it's really getting a lot of young first-time buyers, so they're opening more restaurants. And I think it's a great area. And it's easy to, to get out of there. Uh, Washington Heights, and this is, uh, again, this is uh, Brick Underground's assessment of the best areas. And they say that, that it's a high score on the list of best Manhattan neighborhoods for first-time buyers, and it covers the island's northern tip. The topography is gorgeous and the multiple colleges with well-to-do students who need housing. Now, if you're looking to buy an investment that you want to rent out, that's a good area to think because the colleges are there, the hospitals there, uh, and they all need housing. Uh, they say that the prices are still well south of the $1,000 a square foot, which for New York City is good. And uh, the, wa the George Washington Bridge gives you an escape, an, an easy, you can get out of the city easily. If you live in Midtown, it can take you a half an hour to get out of the city. Yeah. So it's, you have access to get out of the city very quickly. Hudson Square is another one, but that's not Hudson Yards. And it's predominantly a commercial area between West Houston and Canal Street in Lower Manhattan. And there's a great mix of townhouses. Um, that was formerly a tenement. And... And, and then it was tenement and factories, and it was converted into co-ops, as well as modern condo buildings. And with Google's expansion in that area, which Google, that's another thing, when you're looking at areas, look at what's going in. Uh, it's really becoming hot. So I, I think that uh, 
the seaport area, the Lower East Side's a good. I mean, I think there's really, uh, I don't think there's really a bad place in Manhattan. I just, and I also think you have to look at the prices. But really, Manhattan has some really good values for Manhattan right now for New York City. Now, a lot of time, oh, and, and Bay Ridge, which is not, I guess that's considered New York City. That's another place. So, Ace, you invest a lot. Yeah. What do you think of those areas? You know or what? what, is your, what, what or what do you personally so, like? So, so you mentioned a really um, broad areas in, in, I guess, this 12-mile mile island that, that we continue to recreate um, year after year, right? But I think... Um, when I look at investing, I usually look at commercial, and I look at what's going there along with transportation. And if you look at the Upper East Side along with the Upper West Side, I think when you look at Upper East Side, especially in Yorkville, you know there was a lot of old money there, Dottie. So it's already an established neighborhood, right? And the reason why there's some amazing deals out there is that there's older buildings. But if you look at the gentrification in terms of who's coming to the neighborhood – it's a lot of younger professionals that are coming there because you have these amazing restaurants going there now. The subway stations are there. Supermarkets are there. So I think, you know, Upper East Side and Upper West Side, I mean, I was just on 80th Street and Amsterdam Avenue on the West Side, and the the amount of folks dining outside was amazing. And there's just a, a residential feel that you feel like you're a little bit outside of the city, but you're in the city. I think Upper West Side and Upper East Side, if you, if I had to say, are two of my favorite investment opportunity zones, along with um, a lot of appreciation, I think, down the line, because prices there are so low compared to other parts of the city. So, Yeah. And again, that's where you really, not that you should, because when somebody says, this is what I think is a good area. Or that's my opinion think, disclaimer. So. Yeah. so that's what I'm saying. It's somebody's opinion. Yes. And it might be so. You have to be, you know. You, I listen to opinions, but then I have to make my own decision. Exactly. So uh, I want you to know that. And but my opinion of prices now is really it's a good time. But it's a good the time. educated buyer, meaning they go to go to open houses, uh, track. You can get all the data now. There's no secrets. You can track what you things track, are selling yeah. for. And as Ace said, one of the things I look for in any area, whether it's New York City or any other place, although I'm not a big believer of investing in a place that you're too far from because Correct. I just that's just me. I mean, you know. But look at what's going on in the area. Like if there's are there are, is there an infrastructure? Like mm-hmm. if there's no restaurants, if it's so far from transportation, uh, then it's hard for people to get around. School systems are important, Adi. Yes. Mm, so. Yes. Uh, so those are things I look at, and if you look at areas that were up and coming and now uh, arrived, there are people that bought and they made so much money because they bought them when they were up and coming. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that real estate, you know, I always tell people real estate is not like the stock market. Usually, uh, like a stock, you could buy it at some number, and then a day later or two days, it could go down to half the amount. You know, Donnie, another neighborhood that I really like, and again, my opinion, so full disclaimer, is uh, FIDI. I think it's changed tremendously. Where Can you tell everyone that, where that area yeah, is? Yeah, it's financial district. Um, it's right around the seaport area, Wall Street area, and 
you know, in the past, it used to be desolate, right, after Monday through you Friday. You couldn't even get a cab there. Yeah, you couldn't get I a said, cab. I never live here yeah. because Saturdays and you can't Sundays, even get a cab. It was, it, it's like ghost town, right? But now if you come with the Oculus, Brookfield Place, um, the families that which are moving down here. It's like a big, you know, for yeah, those of you in the suburbs, which we live, uh, there's malls <laughs> all over the suburbs, yeah. all over, to people in New York City, a mall that we've had, or I grew up on Long Island, but every place in the United States has malls. Yes. It's a big thing there. It's with huge. Time, I mean, because they didn't have them. They were basically ma-pa stores mm-hmm. and, you know, individual owners. And so these have really transformed the whole landscape of New York. And Brookville Place oh. is downtown. It's and amazing. I, and it connects movie theaters and everything, yes. right? Yes, I mean, movie theaters, pop-up stores, like ice skating rinks. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's amazing, Dottie. So it's definitely gentrified here, so... Yeah, and you know, maybe one one day when we have a show, if you have a Sunday or a Saturday or or a day during the week and you're not doing that much, it's so good to just come in and see. There's so much to see in New York City uh, that you could really just not spend any money other than maybe to eat something and just see the differences. And that's what's so unique because all the neighborhoods have their own flavor. Yeah. It's a great, great city to walk around in. It what is. a great city! It is. It's. It's. And 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 any place I go, people, you know, when I I go on business, people say to me, "I love New York City." <laughs> you know. I they, went to Hudson Yards, by the way, for the first oh, time good. last Thursday. What'd you think? Um. Well, it's a mall. It is. It's really. It's a mall. I yeah, don't know what, what do you I think, expected. What's, what's your opinion of of Hudson Yards? I'm curious. Uh, uh, um. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like. I I wasn't happy because I really there were very very expensive stores. We tried to get into a couple of restaurants, but you have to have reservations in advance. And um, I don't know. I just wasn't. I I, I wouldn't live there. I don't well, want to say the me, wrong let thing. Let me say this. I I think I said on the show Hudson Yards, which is um, the newest development from Related, which is a city within the city. Uh, it has it's fully self sufficient. You really never have to leave it. I think I told our listeners that I went there when it first opened, which mm-hmm. was about a month or so ago. And, yes, you couldn't get in any place, but that shows how many people are there. And whether it's just a new thing, I think it's going to be a destination for sure. But what I did notice, the restaurants were packed, and I saw millions of people there. However, what I did notice, and it's kind of got great shops and there's some artwork, you know, just great. But I noticed nobody had... Like, people were walking, but they didn't have really bags that they bought anything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really going to be a destination just like uh, downtown. If you go back, unfortunately, after 9-11, they said that place, nobody would ever live there again. They also said that nobody would ever live in a high building, if you recall. Yes, that's yeah. true. So if you listen to people, again, th- that was an opinion. And people are entitled to opinions, but if I recall, that was the... The talk of the um, – that was really the whole – everyone said that, except for New Yorkers who really I am totally proud of them because they're like, we're not – no one's going to tell us that we're over and no one's going to tell us we're not going to live here and we are going to take our, 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 our area back. And they did, and they built it bigger and better and larger uh, and more po- than it ever was. So I – I think that Hudson, you know, and that's a destination now, the financial center. 
uh, you know, talking about tall buildings, there's another lawsuit going on in Brooklyn now about with the Brooklyn Botanical Center. They're building two giant towers right next to it, and it's going to cast shadows, and the plants yeah, won't be able to it's grow. It's blocking the sunlight, right? Steve? Yeah, yeah, and the plants won't be able to grow. So it's it's uh, it's well, Dottie, what are you? I'm just laughing because you know what? <laughs> I just you know look, they built a building and blocked my view. I mean, and that's another thing. I mean, there's no guarantees. I, I, you know, look, I think you can make a complaint over everything. What I think is most important is that our city is clean and safe. Uh, it could be cleaner, Mayor, before you run, <laughs> clean up the city. Um, it could be cleaner. Uh, but I, as far as diversity and going-ons and just a, a kind of a buzz that you feel it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing, amazing place. Oh, yeah, it's, it's there's just, nothing there's no like city. it. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. By the way, I saw Beetlejuice after I went to the uh, to Hudson Yards, and that was really fun. Do you What's go it? to the theater much, uh, Ace? Beetlejuice. I, you know what? I saw Dear Evan Hansen, the last uh, Broadway show. It's supposed to be wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was. amazing, Stephen. I saw Cher. Oh, <laughs> Cher. Cher. Yeah. Yeah, I loved her, and it was yeah. really good. Um by the way, in case you um, should know, and I'm not going to go through all the lists, but you should check it. You could just Google. Uh, there's too many to say. But the streets, there are streets that will be closed in New York City for Fleet Week. Uh, and they'll be on the west side starting men Wednesday, May 22nd until Tuesday, May 28th. So if you're traveling in that area, you should Google and find out what streets they're closing if you are using transportation. Um, with that, I... We have some spare time because our, our guest could not get through. She's uh, just emailed us or texted us that she cannot get through. So I was going to talk a little about the what agents, I mean, these are real estate agents, not, not only from Douglas Feldman, just general in real estate, say the biggest mistakes people make when they try to sell their home from mm -hmm. a real estate agent's opinion. All right. And I'm curious, what do you think, Stephen? What would you think they are? Not uh, well. Pricing it wrong, number one. Act, that is the number one. Overpricing your home. Everybody has this dream about what their house is worth. I've been through this because, as you know, I have a real estate license, and I've been through this. I went to friends, and they said, "Oh, our house is seventeen million dollars." It was nothing near that. That was double what really things were going for in the market. And the interesting thing is, when I tried to tell them that, they got insulted. People do not want to hear what the truth might be about the reality fix. They don't want to hear that. They get insulted. Well, they do, but again, it's how you ask that question. And may I say that I've been in the business a lot of years, and people I just, like people call me from all over. I just had somebody who was a doctor I knew, and I haven't talked to him for 25 years. He's like, I'm selling my house on Long Island, you know, in, in Old Westbury, and I, I am going to camp. I said, camp? He <laughs> said, well... I'm going to a place over 55 or something like that, he said, because, and they say it's like a camp, and I have such fond memories of camp oh that I, and I said, you know what, I hate to say this, I'm not sure it's just like camp, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever, okay, people call all over, and here's what I tell people, when, and he's selling a home, and obviously, again, the price is wrong, not that anybody knows exactly, and somebody really at a, could come up and give you more money than we would expect. But here's what I tell people. I say, well, they go, what's the price? And I'm like, well, 
there's no science to pricing. That's number one. So know that when you're pricing your home, there's not a formula that you can use and say this is a formula that it's a mathematical equation that you can come up with the price. What you have to do is look at your competition. And I always tell you, go to some open houses. What can a buyer buy in your area and in your price range, and how do you stand up to that? Now, so all agents can do is give you the information, and even though they might give you their opinion, if you're if the average sale if there's homes that are selling for seven hundred and you and you, you have a similar home, and yours is eight twenty, well chances are it's not going to sell. Now could somebody just say, well I I love the, what they did to the the bat, but we wouldn't know. Okay, so I think they're telling me we have to go to a break. So we're just, uh, let me finish. Uh, I will finish telling you some of the mistakes that people make, but I want to really emphasize pricing, and I'll be right back. 866-970-9622. When it comes to protecting your family, home, or business, you need a name you can trust. You need us. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. In Manhattan since 1902. We're family-owned, experienced, and credible. We believe in a face-to-face, roll-up-your-sleeves approach. Our clients receive individual and personal care. Honig Conti Perino, the name to trust. Call 212-777-7113 or honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Not just providing insurance, but insurance guidance. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. If your Memorial Day weekend plans involve do-it-yourself car repairs, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. Need a specialized tool you're only going to use one time? Don't buy it. Check out O'Reilly Auto Parts Loaner Tool Program, available at any O'Reilly store. Stop by and see the selection. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. 
For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate on this wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And we were just in the midst of talking about the top mistakes that people make, according to real estate agents and brokers. Uh, and obviously the number one reason is, you don't price your home well. So as I said, there's no formula. You just have to look at what's on the market, look at your competition, and then decide, you know, do I really want to sell this? And if I want to sell this, then I have to be competitive. The worst thing you could do is let something be on the market too long, and then it looks like it's stale. Um, another thing is, obviously, I, I stress that if you're trying to sell something, kind of make the colors like universal. But sometimes you're living in a home, so if you have a certain taste and you loved it and you should, and you're living in it, but don't think that every other seller might have the same taste. So you might say, oh, Dottie, you know, my house, I spent all this money, I did all these things, and yes, you did, and it might be beautiful for you, but it might be somebody else that's going to rip it all out because their taste is actually uh, different. So remember something, it's, it's sub- subjective taste. Pay attention to the market again. Do your homework. Okay, don't get emotional. And when you're dealing with something that you live in, people are very emotional about it. Um, Try to stick to some of the facts. Uh, Look at what is going on. And you should pick the right agent. And how do you pick an agent? You interview a couple of them. You ask them. And I always tell you, did you get a marketing plan? People say, oh, Johnny, can you help me? I I listed my home with somebody else, and, and it's not selling. Well, it could be priced, but did you also get a marketing plan? Uh, what is this broker going to do? How are they going to market your property? However, I will tell you, um, if you're a seller, I don't care. They can have the best marketing. We can Because we do tremendous marketing. If your home is that really overpriced, rarely will it sell. Is there a chance that somebody comes along and just sees something and pays it? Sure. But if you want to really sell your house, I would price it competitive. Or it gives people like, again, if you're like in a a place where you might think first-time buyers come, you can talk to Ace and give some uh, benefits. Like you could kind of pay closing costs, right? I mean, you could, you know, that's a whole other subject. And again, I don't want to get too heavy on Memorial Day, but you can help with the financing. And although, you know, maybe a first-time buyer has a good job, him and his wife or his partner, however, maybe they're short on cash. So you might say, you know, seller will pay closing costs or something of that nature, which will give you an advantage economically. I mean, that that will really be your <laughs> listing will stand out. So those are kind of things that you can do. But you need to pick the right agent. And when I say the right agent, it's not only what they've done. I just got through telling somebody that I have some investments with, you know, if I don't feel like I have a a relationship with someone that I feel like that I can really talk to them. I don't care if it's a doctor. I don't care how good they are. I'm not using them. I have to feel that they're important and I'm not one of one million people that they deal with. So I think it's important 
um, that you have a relationship with the sales agent, ask for a marketing plan, what are you actually going to do and when. Let them put it in writing. And then talk to ACE um, and Citizens Bank because obviously I think that you should put in that somebody before they actually – that if necessary, that you would be able to get a credit report on them before they actually go to contract. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and why you should do Donnie, that. Donnie, how many agents do you think that somebody should interview before they go? The general number is three. Do you think you have to talk to three different agents? or? Well, you know, again, everyone's different, so yeah. I know how I am. I mean, I don't know. I think they picked that number. I mean, I wouldn't try ten. Uh, however, to me... I always like to get a second opinion, but, you know, it's really about my chemistry. If I feel that somebody's right for the job, if I feel that if they were the first person, I would use them, but I would also do my homework. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Stephen, that question, you know, that comes up a lot. And I think, you know, you just know, right? Like when you feel a connection, that chemistry, and you just feel like they're listening to you and, and they just know exactly what you're looking for and as a seller. Feel that, and, you, yeah. and, and also you feel that you have a rapport with them because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times – at Douglas Elliman, and, and uh, people call me all the time and say, Daddy, like I have a friend who has a house or a property or they live on Long Island or they live in Jersey and they want to. Well, I'll say to them, tell me a little about your friend because I try to put them with an agent that I think has a similar personality or that I feel they'll relate to. So it's not only the agent that makes the most money. You have to feel comfortable with that agent. Yeah. Right? I mean, and the same thing with financing. I mean, you, you want to sit and feel comfortable with whoever you're using. And at least for me, that is a key because you are really going to be a team. And to me, selling the home is you need a successful team. So you need a real estate broker, a financing person, a great attorney. But you also are really not at odds with the agent. It's you're, you're kind of a team together. And, uh, I think that that's really important, picking someone that's really you feel good with. Can I just tell you a little story? I, 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 there's a lady who's a widow. She lives down the block from me. She's got a gorgeous home, uh -huh. and she asked me to dinner. And she said, I want to talk to you about real estate agents. And I said, yes. And she said, well, I'm not going to use real names. She said, well, you know, I play tennis with Bob. Maybe I should get Bob. And I said, why? Because you played tennis with him? That was that's the way it goes. No, it's absolutely amazing. And then another lady said to me, oh, my neighbor recommended somebody. I said, well, this is a very, very big thing. You know, this is a multi-million dollar thing. Don't just go with somebody that your neighbor. And she said, well, I wouldn't want to insult my neighbor. So when well, you sell the house. In saying that, let me say yeah, this. Go ahead. The biggest and the best customer is somebody that refers you and says, I use this agent and they're great. I mean, because at least that's, that's a testimonial Again, somebody might be great for that person, but I would always interview somebody that I was that was recommended to me regardless. I might not choose them, but I would definitely interview them uh, because they have a recommendation and hopefully for somebody that I respect, okay? Uh, that, you know, but I really think then you have to sit and, you know, ask them questions and uh, find out what their plan is, how they think uh, they're going to market the home and... I always tell people, I think I was trying to tell you before, before the break, when a seller says to me, okay, how much is my house worth? I said, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Mm -hmm. Is that the answer? Would you like me to give you an answer that you want to hear? 
or would you like me to show you what your competition is? And that's really how you have to price your home, okay? I don't have a formula. So, and of course, the usual declutter your house, clean it up. If you have extra stuff that we all accumulate over the years, throw it out or put it in storage. Less is best. Uh, Family photos and also. And be available, you know, especially I see so many people that, oh, well, we're going out, we're going to the beach, we're doing this, we're doing that, and they don't make their home available. And when a, a buyer is going out to see properties, they're not, they're out. And if you say, well, we can't see that property today, the, the seller is out, well, they're going to say, they're not saying, well, then we, we won't look. They're going to look, and you could be helping them buy somebody else's house. So it is a pain in the neck to sell. That's another thing. Who the heck would enjoy having their house on the market 24-7? And you always have to keep it up, and you always have to be perfect. I mean. It has to be perfect. That drives you. That, yeah. you know, you have to always make the bed. So that's <laughs> one reason to price it right, right? Right. Okay. I, oh, I just saw on the news, and 866-970-9622, I just saw on the news there was a man, it wasn't in New York, and he comes home and he sees his house and he sees the door open and he knows he left it closed. So he knows something's up. And he goes in and he thinks his house is robbed. However, his house is completely cleaned. Okay, the son's room, he said, was a wreck. It's clean. His bedroom is <laughs> clean. The bathrooms are clean. And in the bathroom, he said, he found a little carnation or a little rose made of toilet paper. So he was trying to figure out, like, who did this? Now, that would make me a little eerie that someone came and cleaned my house that they but he thinks what really happened was some company that was supposed to do a service to clean somebody's house went to the wrong property <laughs> hey come to my property yeah it should happen to me yeah. yes so i thought that was kind of a cute story um just you know but again I, it would spook me that i knew that somebody was in my house until i found out who it was and i don't think he ever found out. I think that he is assuming that's what happened. So let's hope that's they really left what happened. They left the door open, too. Unless there's some goodwill person that just cleans people's houses for free. <laughs> Send <laughs> them my way. Yes, yes. So um, with that, if you're price it right, get the right agent, you, you, you want it to sell, talk to the – Citizens Bank and Ace about financing because remember not the best offer is not always the highest price. It's got to have the best terms also and terms count as price. Again, we're coming to another break. I hope that you're getting ready for your barbecues or your parties. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. Hi, this is Patrick Cullen, President of the New York State Supreme Court Officers Association. Join me for Justice Matters as we take over the AM 970 airwaves every Sunday at noon. Court officers play a pivotal role serving at the front lines of court security in criminal, family, and civil courthouses throughout New York City and the 9th Judicial District. 
Justice Matters will bring a fresh new perspective on the current challenges and issues facing our criminal justice system and the impact they have on all New Yorkers. The New York State Supreme Court Officers Association's members are uniformed officers in the courts throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Orange, and Dutchess counties. And we are affiliated with the AFL-CIO and the International Longshoremen's Association. SCOA's mission is to continue to improve benefits and protect the rights of all of our members. If it's noon on Sunday, it's time for Justice Matters on AM 970, The Answer. What happens to the Hollywood stars of yesteryear? Well, that's the question we answer on an unusual edition of Champions of Justice this weekend. Tom Girardi and Jim O'Callaghan talk with Bob Beecher and Nancy Biederman about Hollywood's efforts to save the storied Retirement Home for Aging Stars. It's quite a story. Wait till you hear the names of the home's former and current residents. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the Memorial Day sale at Ace. The best time to buy the latest grills from our exclusive lineup of premium brands like Weber, Traeger, and more. Get free assembly, free delivery, and free fuel on our top grills and accessories, $3.99 and up. From our store, right to your door. Don't miss the Memorial Day sale. Happening now, only at Ace. Offer valid for Ace Reward members through May 31st. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions. Propane tank not included. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to the uh, the last part of our I on Real Estate show. And we apologize. We've had callers, and we're unable to pick up the line. I don't really know what's going on. Sometimes there's trouble on the lines. So if you're one of the callers that did call us, uh, of course, we always want to speak to you, uh, but sometimes you just can't help what goes on that's beyond your control. So 866-970-9622. Uh, so as, as I was saying, that if you're selling your house, those are things. If you're buying a home, well, then look now. Again, go see a lot of things because then when your broker tells you it's good, You'll know, but be prepared to make the offer because usually uh, when you make an offer, you want your, your bid to stand out and you want to have done your credit. You want to have a mortgage in place. You want to have all that stuff done, 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 done. 
Go to Ace first. Go to Citizens Bank, and they will run your credit. They will, you, you know, and when you present your offer to the seller, you can be very competitive and tell them, I'm pre-qualified, and I have a mortgage that I can do. All they have to do is the appraisal on your house. Ace, how do people reach you, by the way? Um, they can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. A-C-E, A-C-E dot, dot w, w at citizensbank.com yeah. is, is one line. And could, would you just explain something very quickly course, to me? I know Siri. that Johnny has something. I'm still not sure about that. Oh, I'm sorry. That uh, was, Siri. That was what's her name? That was Siri. Yes, that answer. She'll, she'll answer the question, Stephen. So. Oh, yeah. You, 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 were talking, you were talking about um, um, down payments. Yes. And you were talking about credit ratings. Well, um, I found out I have a very good credit rating. Mm-hmm. However, my income to my expenditures, that 43% yes. thing, that always trips one up. What, what is it that they, that they look for? What is it that they count? I mean, is my gym membership, you know, which is 45 bucks a month, do they count that? No, it's, it's whatever shows up on your credit report, right? Anything so, that shows up on my credit report? Yes, anything that shows up on your credit report is considered a liability. So that's what that's what they're going to use in terms of what your overall overall expenses are, you know. So um, they won't take into account like your 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 um, your things that you pay for cash, right? But if you use it on your credit card and it shows up in your credit report, it'll be counted as an expense. So yeah, maybe that, that next week we can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love it if he would yeah. go into what you know. And next week, I I, I really want to talk a little. You know, um, I besides for being a real estate junkie and been in real estate my whole life and business, I love it. Uh, I'm very involved with a lot of women and a lot of women uh, empowerment. And again, I. Uh, just want to see fairness and equality for everyone. And one of the things I want to talk about, and I think this was my experience also next week a little, is that do we, without realizing it, speak to our sons and daughters differently? And um, I've heard so many, you know, and and as women, a a lot of us uh, were not, you know, the, 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 the fathers didn't really discuss with the mothers the financing other than the payments or you're spending too much money or, you know, here's what you have for groceries. But they didn't really talk about investing and financing. Some of the parents, like my father, I don't think was really versed in that to talk about it to me. But we still sometimes talk to them different. And I'm sure you've had friends that have said, oh, they're having a baby. Well, if I have a daughter, forget it. Meaning they're going to be really strict with that daughter. They're going to be watching out where the son, hey, it's okay if you do certain things. So one of the things I just want to talk about is uh, how do we talk to our sons and daughters? Do we talk to them about money? Do they have courses in school? They didn't when I was growing up. I don't know now what they're doing. On G- you know, how, Here's how you do a bank account. Here's, some, here's a class on your personal financing. I don't know that we spend enough time. Mm-hmm. And then kids like my daughter seem to think it grows on trees. And I'll be like, you know, I don't have a money tree. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Well, just get it, Mom. Okay? Just get And, you know, I don't think a lot of kids really understand what it takes. And I think that should be some more, like, I think in high school there should be more courses about that, that they should have to be required to take on personal financing. And, you know, over the years – as Stephen said, we've been on nine years. Uh, I've had women call the show and say, you know, I got divorced. My husband left me the home, and they were, but I don't even know how to write a checkout. 
you know, Daddy, it's it's, it's, it's it's what you're doing today, you know, which is, you know, just going in and speaking in front of, um, I guess, women all over the world. But I think in high school and even in college, there should be more mentorship programs. Like Douglas yeah. Elliman, we just did this NBA crossover program, and I think it's it's much better than learning in class when you actually learn from the experts, right? So I don't know. I just, I just well, think, I there's, think there, there should be, be more mentorship. mentorship programs, but yeah. I also think that – it doesn't hurt to have an understanding in a class that Definitely. you're required to take. Because, unfortunately, not everyone can have mentors, and sometimes they can't do it for always. So I think if you have both, then you're really very fortunate. But yeah. I do think that people, um, and I don't think that we do spend enough time, and I think that daughters are, without realizing, I don't think anyone does it on purpose, are kind of brought up a little differently. Uh, so I want to talk about that and how we can empower all people mm -hmm. as far as not only girls but boys too because I just find that that's, you'd be surprised, it has nothing to do with intelligence, how many people really don't know. And even with a home, I'm sure you see it all the time. I mean, it has nothing to do with somebody's education. They really don't know a lot about how to finance a house or how much you have to put down. Um, that, that, but they're, but they can, they, they can get informed now. So that's really to me real important, yeah. and I want to spend some time on that. It's also, you know, part of if what your parents learned. I mean, my father told me what he learned, which Definitely. was the, completely changed now, Ace, right? Yeah. Got it. Completely changed. For instance, he, he thought that a balloon mortgage was a good thing. Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, there's no way I could convince him differently, you know. Yeah, well, it, well you know, I'm sure people don't even know what a balloon mortgage is today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we'll tell you that on another day. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's also their experience, you know, and if they sometimes, you know, they, they don't have their own financial – Experience. But again, I feel like I'm giving yeah. you a lot of advice today because it's Memorial Day and I don't want to be anything too heavy. Yeah. But truthfully, I think one of the reasons I've been successful also is I know what I don't know. <laughs> and I, you know, and if you get this person that knows everything, stay away. Because yeah. when you know what you don't know, then you can use the experts to find out. And that's one of the things we pride ourselves at Douglas Elliman is that Nobody's an expert in everything, mm -hmm. but then we have the experts like Ace in financing and the experts in different areas of real estate because, again, would I give you advice on what to buy in L.A.? Not really. I've been there enough times. Um, I can tell you the national market, but am I versed to really be specific? No. So I try to use people that are in that area and know. And uh, I think it's really about doing that and finding the experts and also having some understanding of, and I really still think people don't. And you don't find that, Ace, when people come to you? Some of them have no clue? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's not hard, right? It's just that they don't know. So it's really just, you know, just giving yourself that knowledge and that opportunity to have options. But, you know, going back to what Stephen said, it's, it's, it's really, really um, interesting that when I grew up, my parents used to always say, you know, having a mortgage is bad, right? It's bad, you know, they right. try to pay it off cash. as soon as possible. And, and maybe it was right. true because rates were at 17%. But now, <laughs> to your point, Stephen, times have changed and rates are at an all-time low. So that ethos that I was brought up with in terms of having a mortgage is bad and having debt is bad, it's not so bad now, right? So you it's see, good debt and there's bad it, debt. It is good right. debt and bad debt. So it's interesting as times change. 
people evolve and there's different strategies and yeah it's true and i think my dad said the same thing buy all cash yeah. if you can but he had a mortgage he couldn't afford to buy all cash but he would say uh but i don't think they had i don't remember him having a credit card we live very differently today because i think um, uh, the older generation didn't believe in having a lot of using, you know, a lot of money that you didn't have. And yeah. so when you went for a mortgage, they usually had less bills or credit card debt. And I think people have tremendous credit card debt. And those are some of the things that you want to get down. And I think next week we're going to talk about women and, and, and do we, we talk about sons and daughters. Do we teach them differently? But I also think Ace will talk to you about what you should do in preparing to get a mortgage. Yeah or just preparing to have credit uh, as far as what you should do and not do, like don't switch jobs. And there's a, a yeah. few things that you should do. Be, but you're going to see a lot of people be out now. The weather's nice. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's a wonderful grills, day. The grill's going on. Barbecues are happening. So, Do they yeah. grill downtown? <laughs> yeah, of well, course. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they, 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 they do. And this is kind of a universal holiday, so it's nice to see everyone kind of is happy. And today, oh, I called up Cablevision yesterday. And if you're listening, anybody that works for Cablevision, usually it's two hours. That's not opt. Well, they were so nice. Okay, they were so accommodating. I'm like, what's going on? Okay, and that's just thought dawned on me uh, my my level of what an expectation of customer service should be it's low so these people were so nice i'm like oh my god you're so nice and i i always want to like when somebody does something right do a, a a good letter because people are quick to write bad letters about people they mm -hmm. don't often compliment the person when they do well mm -hmm. uh, but that's another thing just the customer service and the way you are treated really makes a whole lot of difference We've got to go, unfortunately. Yeah, enjoy, well, guys. Yeah. Have a great, great holiday. The weather's going to be great, so get your grills and do whatever you're doing with family and friends. And we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.